Inner peace. Focus. Balance. You can learn the secrets of Okinawan karate, true karate, by joining the Miyagi-Do team. Because at Miyagi-Do, it's not about the money. It's about the karate. Oh my god, I identify so much with everybody in this show! Welcome to Cord Killers, the show that it and its predecessor for eight years have been about watching stuff you love, when you want, where you want, however you want. I'm Tom Merritt, and on this very special episode of Cord Killers, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to dip into the past eight years of cord cutting, Brian. Yep. Uh, it's called a bottle episode, and it's what you do <laughs> when it's only been 48 hours since the last episode. You figure out something that's not time-related, and you make it all about that. Also known as a clip show. Yeah. Yeah, uh, where you just take, okay. you take pieces of the past, and you present them out of order in a new form. I do, I do want to give... Uh, I, okay, before we begin... We're not that, actually doing a clip show, though. Interesting question. That Cobra Kai thing... Uh, is it crawling up their own butts for a YouTube original to involve the marketing and social media promotion and the questions about paid entertainment versus premium free entertainment or whatever, uh, like to integrate that as a plot point? Because as a creator, now keep in mind, you and I, you know, our daily lives involve creating for YouTube or whatever. So like just that opening moment where Daniel Sun is talking about... Uh, uh, it's not about the unlike money. Unlike the other guys, we're free. It's about the branded opportunities. Exactly. And then meanwhile, you're looking at Johnny and you're like, I, I, I've already identified him. Like, he has to keep the lights on. Of course he has to charge. What are you doing? You're driving out with your freemium entertainment. Uh, uh, like, is that crawling up their own butt or is it awesome? I couldn't tell through all the tears that I cried when I saw Mr. Miyagi's picture being taken off the wall that's later true. in the trailer that's 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 no i honestly when I, when I watched this trailer i kept thinking like oh this is all the stuff i expected to see them referred to in season one well i i but but season one and again highly recommended i think mm -hmm. we were all on the same page definitely watch cobra kai um i think they needed us to get season one is all dedicated to the unlikely character arc of Johnny being our hero. Mm -hmm. And I'm on board for it. So now we get the much more interesting thing of like, uh, because uh, uh, everything we saw before of Johnny uh, didn't look like he was a hero. Right. So so now we have balance. And now because we have balance, uh, ironically, one of the themes in the ad, now we get to have the interesting discussion of like, is it possible both sides can be right? Like, like, like Daniel Sun can be right that, 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 this is something that should be free, and it's about, you know. Now I understand. Uh, you have to sweep the leg. I, you well, have no other choice. <laughs> well, but, but on the flip side, like, I mean, they, they, I, I, listen to our episodes uh, on Spoiler in Time where we talk about yeah. Cobra Kai. Right. And, and go watch it. It's fantastic. Excellent. Uh, so we are going to go back and and take a little long view perspective of the past eight years of cord cutting news, because there are some interesting things back in 2011 uh, that I think will shed light on how we think about stuff now and how maybe maybe not just gut reacting to everything will be the most accurate, even if it is the most fun. But before we get to that, let's start with the front lines. Roku devices are now compatible with Amazon's Assistant-enabled devices through a new Roku skill. So devices including the Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, Spot, and Plus can now pause a show when you talk to them. Uh, launch a streaming channel. You can do that, too. Search for entertainment through various commands. Roku TV users can also turn on the TV, change the volume, mute the TV, switch inputs, and change channels if there's an over-the-air antenna connected by just saying 
hey, you turn on Roku, where you equals the name of the Amazon Echo device, uh, or turn up the volume on Roku. So you can uh, connect your Roku through a skill to an Echo, or if you've got a Roku TV, you now have some direct connection. I think I just had like a moment. Uh, remember when it was at first novel that the over-the-top services were getting Emmy nominations and Oscar nominations, mm-hmm. and then at some point it would be more weird if they didn't have those. Sure. I feel like we're getting there in terms with of hardware with, with all of the the voice assistants where it's like like the mere fact like as you're reading it I'm like you mean they didn't already no I guess it makes sense okay uh, today's the yeah day. yeah now they now they now it's here so so there you go uh, Amazon Roku friends yeah there was a. Uh, I think the big moment for me was I asked one of the digital assistants, I said, tell me a spooky story, having no idea of whether or not that was a pre-programmed thing. Credible little spooky story I got. It was adorable. Very nice. Uh, Game of Thrones final season trailer. Be prepared for death. Yes. To the surprise of exactly nobody or people who have never seen Game of Thrones. (laughs) Uh, One of the things when I was going back and looking through old frame rate uh, lineups for for later in the show that that was really entertained me were the early episodes. We were all excited about the season two Game of Thrones trailer. As well, we should have been. It was only one season of Game of Thrones. I'm still excited about it. That's how great it was. Uh, And this trailer is showing us almost nothing. It's, you know, the only thing it would spoil is if you haven't watched the show, like characters you knew were alive at the end of last season are still alive, standing there doing things. Are we going to uh, participate in the Game of Thrones Deadpool? Are we, are we, are we going to play the Deathpool thing? I, I'd be up for that. Sure. Yeah. OK. Yeah. yeah. We'll layer that on top. Because um, the one thing I did glean from this is it does look like Jamie uh, joins the fight with the good guys. Mm-hmm. He's on a boat. At one point, yeah. Uh, so and it's, and it's an ironborn boat, yeah. Which, which I guess the ironborn are now good guys. I mean, it's very clear. Ish. It's very clear that it's going to be all of. I mean, yeah. to me, if I was going to speculate, I would imagine that the story is going to end up with all humans versus the undead, except Cersei. Except Cersei, yeah. Who very last minute maybe even has a little minor redemption. Well, it looks arc like she's something. in Dragonstone at one point. Yeah. So I have a feeling she like goes ha 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 you suckers all fighting the zombies i'm gonna take dragonstone and then there's no resistance and no one there and like maybe that's the point where she's like huh like well, that was less hollow. satisfying yeah. than i expected <laughs> uh at&t's new television boss and the new head of hbo uh bob greenblatt told nbc news netflix doesn't have a brand it's just a place you go to get anything. It's like Encyclopedia Britannica. Okay. He didn't say very, like that, but very, those were the words Very used. poorly worded, but I do think my point last episode still stands. Like, HBO is just three letters. It happens to mean something for the 30 to 40 year period that we grew up. Sure. It will definitely mean something different for mm-hmm. the next 30 to 40 Possib- years. Probably. Yeah, It is up to them. They're the ones who bought it. They get to decide if they want to mow down that forest, if they want to uh, over-harvest that land and destroy it, or <laughs> but, if they but, want to cultivate a brand that But like, this is... Like, 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 brands are not people. Don't feel bad if a brand But he's tearing down away. Netflix for being Encyclopedia Britannica. Okay. And I know where he's trying to hit. Like, they'll do anything. We're you're, quality. You're, po- you're poking me, Tom. You're poking me. Why am I you're poking get, you? You're going to get me real emotional. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be real. I'm trying real hard to be the shepherd. <laughs> because what I want to say is, I'm like, shut up! 
Don't ruin HBO for me. HBO is very special. <laughs> Not right, necessarily right. the news was wonderful. But I'm I'm coming at I'm I'm coming at Netflix. I'm coming at the Netflix side of this. All right. All right. Yeah. Does that help? No. no? Okay. No. He added that Netflix has a great business model when you're trying to reach as many people on the planet as you can. And he wasn't being okay. snotty when he said that. He's that like, sounds like business. Th- yeah. This only when means I- that like like he's doing everything wrong. Like that's the one thing HBO had is that it had a very strong brand and you're going about destroying the Okay. Sorry. Okay, how about okay. this last one? When asked about the forthcoming streaming service that will add Turner Networks to HBO in a package and the question of like is that just going to fundamentally change HBO? He said no. We're not saying let's undo HBO. Mm. Did we talk about the tweet that I ran across where somebody said that uh, this this merger, this acquisition would be the death of uh, uh, HBO because no truly talented creative professional wants to work for the telephone company? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I, I don't remember if you said that on the show or not. But that that seems to ring true. I don't know. I mean, nobody wanted to, to work for a, for a Silicon Valley startup out of Hollywood either until they did because Netflix got real good You're at it. You're talking about... Apple TV, it's going to be great. It's going to be huge. <laughs> we'll save that for our next 10-year review when it finally Cable launches. Cable and satellite TV providers in the United States lost more than 3 million video subscribers, a new report from Lightman Research Group said. Uh, by contrast, Lightman's survey of the U.S. broadband market found that cable companies added 2.5 million internet subscribers in 2018, achieving a total of 64.3 million. Um, it's interesting that these stories eight years ago, used to be reported as just cable numbers went up or went down. Housing market is the problem. They'll go back up. Now they are always reported in pairs. Yeah, Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Cable numbers went down this much. Internet went up this now. Yeah, exactly. Actually, I'm really looking forward. I hope Lightman Research does start adding in the streaming services, the Hulu Live, Sling TV, PlayStation View. I would like to see those numbers thrown in. They have them in here in regards to AT&T's DirecTV Now and, and Dish's Sling TV uh, only because they're showing like, well, they, they lost this many subscribers here, but they added them over here. You but know they don't I, have an overview of the whole market, and I would like to see that you from know, them. You know what I think we're ready for is a, 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 an analog to what YouTube did uh, years ago where they, they, they didn't say – you should or should not care about this thing. They simply pivoted and switched the default metric by which all things are judged from the number of views per video and switched to viewer minutes. Mm. Likewise, we need to give up this idea of subscribers and dollars or whatever, and we need to move to a viewer minutes thing. That's what everybody everybody should be. I mean, I think on. I think there's there's value in the subscriber number, but I think you're right. There's there's a, a much there's much more indifferent and prob- probably incredibly valuable insight to be had from the viewer minutes as well. Although a subscriber number means this person was willing to give their money for this month. And as those things bounce around, it will tell you which, which of these companies are, are picking up those eyeballs. Yeah. Um, I, I would find that interesting. Sure. And, and you are correct. Like uh, monetary movement is different from attention movement, but, but, the, but that they, attention they, movements are really interesting. Correct. Yeah. It, correct. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, folks. All right, we want your attention for nope, nope, just not true. a we couple just, of minutes. Nope, we want your money. Uh, we're going to use your we, attention to, to well, translate it into there. money. Yeah, no, okay. I, I want their attention on our Patreon for a couple of minutes, just long enough to sign up and give us their All money. Right, I'm going to give you a provisional pass. Explain. Explain uh, how. They go to patreon.com slash cordkillers. Yeah. They say, I'd like to give these guys a dollar an episode. Do they have to say that? Uh, they don't have to say anything. They just have to put 
one in the little thing. It's already there, actually. They don't even one dollar per episode. Say, yeah, yeah. They don't uh, even have to so add it. You're saying you're saying they, they should could do, change it to five. Do the right thing. Just change do the right thing. Seventy. Ah, we're we're worth a buck an episode easily. If you were here, you would give each of us forty cents and ten cents to Bryce, right? So let's do that. Yeah. I'm, wait, well, that doesn't even add up to a dollar. That, oh, no. We'll I, wait. And you know what? Uh, and, and the last 10 cents you would pay for transactional fees. <laughs> yeah, which is worth it because then we don't have to go out and be a bank. Someone else yeah. does that for us. Yeah. Because you know what I don't want to be? A bank? A bank. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I don't want to be. I'm going to not I say have anything. the money that goes in a bank. We're and good. that's what Patreon does. Patreon.com slash cord killers. Please support us. All right. Let us go back. Not five years. Five years ago, in December, we launched the Patreon to support Cord Killers. Yep. As the new show Cord Killers began its beta episodes. Right. But three years for three years before that, we beta tested the beta. Yeah, with a show called Frame Rate. Yep. And so we've been covering this space for eight years. I thought it would be fun since we're in the same room together yep. to celebrate that time and look back at some of those stories from 2011 and just I mean, see how they feel now. The only way this could be better is if there was some fundamental disagreement that we had at the beginning of the episode that's resolved by the time that we spend 30 minutes trapped in this room together. What could that possibly be? Uh, I don't know. I, I thought we always agreed on everything. Nope. Pretty sure we always agreed we on everything. think we no. agreed on everything. I guess we'll have to find out. Wait, I I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you right now. Yes, you are. Because we always agree. Definitely start with no, I'm not. My memory coarser can just just melt. All right, let's go back to June 27th, 2011. Okay. Okay? That's man, what was going on? That's uh, seven and a half years ago. I was probably strutting around thinking, my 30s are great. And we were strutting around talking about a brand new service that had just launched for $50 a month in San Francisco. Oh, oh, oh I, I, I know this one. I know this one. Uh, this is the movies in your home thing. Uh, I, uh, no. Uh, wait, no. Wait, what would be worth $50 a month? Unlimited theater movies. That's right. Movie Pass. Oh, a my God. brand new system. <laughs> So far ahead. We're so far ahead of the curve, Tom. When MoviePass came on the scene with their $10 a month and everybody suddenly covered it, remember we were both like, you know, we've been covering this for a long time. Uh, sure. Yeah. We were totally that way. Yeah. Uh, so uh, MoviePass was 50 bucks when it launched in San Francisco. It was only in San Francisco, too. And it immediately got kicked out of theaters. So, uh, so at that time, was it truly unlimited? It was it was unlimited for all the theaters that it could get into, uh, but Landmark, AMC, Camera, and Big Cinemas, which were all changed at the time, uh, kicked them out. Stopped taking their their money. Which, which again, like I, I almost wonder if they had an opportunity back at that level to because all they were doing is saying we're we're collecting fifty dollars and then we are handing out dollars to whoever says I want to go see a movie. Um, there might have been a constitutional. Uh, take for them to say you can't do that you, uh, uh, you see what it says on this dollar bill this this is legal tender for all debts public and private you don't get to decide which of these dollar bills you do and don't take i think what was happening is they were using movietickets.com uh to buy the tickets oh and movietickets.com had deals with the theaters and then and the theaters gave them the leverage tickets, to say says, hey we're gonna shut that down yeah, if you don't. don't do that anymore Hmm. Uh, but yeah, pretty crazy. That'd be like a bank that relies on a particular payment provider. All right. Let's talk about Netflix. 
first of all, cable TV was denying that Netflix was a problem. And I actually think they were right about that. I don't think Netflix was their problem. Netflix has never been the cable TV replacement. It's never been the thing. Back then, a lot of people were like, yep, everybody's going to cancel cable and watch Netflix. And I think we've learned, and I think we knew at the time, that Netflix was a thing you did in addition to your other television. Correct. Correct. And that you wouldn't cancel cable because you had Netflix. But wrap your head around this because it's going to inform these other Netflix stories we're talking about. At the time, people thought, oh, Netflix will eventually just give you all your television. You will watch all your movies and TV shows. They'll have all the back catalog. They'll have all the movies. It'll be the one service to watch all your television, and that'll replace cable. Right. All right. Before Quickster, however, there Bert. was the big split with stars. Uh, oh, my God. Okay, 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 okay. Personal story. Personal story. Uh, we were at CES, and for those who do not... God, we're such old fogies. This is how great it is. Uh, we remember... Noticing uh, there was a deal, a sweetheart deal with Netflix and Stars. Stars had uh, video on demand services, and for like pennies on the dollar, Stars said, "You know what? We're a, we're a small middling cable uh, provider. Uh, we have a bunch of VOD rights. Uh, we don't have an online output for any of that stuff. Yes, we'll do it. Here's, and and here's bigger our whole companies category. than them were do, were handing over rights to Netflix at the sure. time. Well, so well, why wouldn't they? I mean, think about it. Uh, it makes sense because they. they uh, they didn't have any distribution on their own. It got their lo logo in front of everybody. No online distribution. Of their own. Uh, correct, yeah, correct, yeah, correct, correct. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and so they gave a sweetheart deal. And I remember at CES uh, talking to, was it stars or Netflix? I think it was stars. You, yeah. I remember you talking to stars at a CES. Okay. So, so it, 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 talking to stars like, Hey man, how about that? Uh, that deal with Netflix, your stuff is everywhere. Every time I go on Netflix, all the content starts with the word stars. That's gotta be great for you. He's like, probably would be if we made any money doing it. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, so you don't think you're gonna like, uh, what would you do if you, if you were us? And I was like, Oh, I would, probably create my own distribution channel which by like, the way they've yeah. done yeah correct yeah. correct and it works great but, uh, but it's all around their tv shows not the movies at Hilariously. that time yeah at that time though i remember thinking like if stars leaves that's the end of it for netflix like netflix was winning because yeah. of that stars back well catalog. let's add on top of that the fact that netflix has announced they're splitting their dvd and netflix instant streaming services apart thus raising your price if you want both of them to $16 a month. Okay. For the record, even at $16 a month, I think it bears out that it was still worth it. I think today you could charge me $16 a month for a single online streaming account Which or whatever. Netflix does. Correct. <laughs> uh, at the time, I was a pretty big fan of this split. I thought it was the right decision for them to make. I thought the branding was bad, bad, bad. Quickster, dumb well, name. Well, I got the Quickster. Oh, sorry. Well, there, there was the outrage about the split. Then there was the stars thing. Then they announced, don't worry, it's going to be fine because we're renaming the DVD side Quickster. I thought that was a fine idea as well at the time. And boy, I was wrong, 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 wrong. Uh, 
the the conventional wisdom at the time was Netflix is about streaming movies. They're losing all their movies because the stars deal is going away. Netflix built their business on DVDs. Yes, instant streaming is nice, but there's just not enough bandwidth for people uh, to always be streaming Netflix. And those bandwidth caps will stop Netflix instant streaming from being good enough on its own. This is a horrible idea. It's a price rise. I'm canceling Netflix. And you know what? I think as Mr. Analyst that Amazon's probably just going to come in and buy Netflix and be that'll be it. Uh, that's the only way that Netflix can save themselves now, Brian. Uh, you're you're talking with a straight face, which makes me believe that there was that's a time we actually articles, thought that's... I don't think we ever said that, but that's what the articles, the conventional wisdom out there was saying. Netflix is done for. Amazon's going to buy them. Uh what was the drop? Bryce, uh, uh, here's a quick side quest for you. Uh, I remember making the joke that after the Quickster debacle, the uh, uh, the stock price of Netflix dropped from like $300 a share. Uh, I, I forget how low. I want to say it got down like 125 It got something. down pretty low, yeah. Like, like, like insane. Um, at that moment, the idea of somebody swoop, swooping in and, you know, buying them for pennies on the dollar, not the craziest thing. Okay, so Bryce, if you would, uh, if you could put up the ne the rumor about Amazon potentially merging uh, with Netflix, let's see a date on that story. Uh, that is uh, September 22nd, 2011. Okay, then let's go to the story of Amazon announcing their new Kindle Fire tablet. Oh, that's September 28th, 2011. Uh, a significant offer that will put heat on Netflix because this is when Prime Instant Video became the Amazon Prime streaming video that we have today, a competitor to Netflix. This is also back when it was very obvious that Netflix was Coke, uh, Hulu was Pepsi, and RC Cola was Amazon Prime. Uh, since then, man, oh man, uh, uh, Amazon Prime is is Lacroix, and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and Netflix is still you know Coke or whatever. But 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 Hulu has dropped behind precipitously, uh, and and Amazon has just really uh, slayed it in in the intervening eight years. Well, then uh, in a month from announcing Quickster, Netflix killed. Quickster and said, oh, yeah, that was a dumb idea. Uh, we're killing off Quickster. Uh, we're not going to spin off the DVZ service as a separate company. You know, obviously people maybe wanted to buy our streaming service like that Amazon story was rumored to say, but they didn't. They started their own service. So goodbye, Quickster. It's all still Netflix, but we're not getting rid of the plans. And a lot of people were jumping on them at the, about that. They're like, okay, you, so you changed the stupid name, but you're still charging us separately for DVDs and streaming. And that's that's just backward thinking. Well, I, but but also the right thing. I mean, it's, it's weird because um, <laughs> the number one comment on one of the oldest videos of Scam School, we had uh, Netflix as a sponsor, like there are generations of of teenagers now who are encountering these older scam school videos and they're all like what the hell sending dvds through the mail <laughs> what is this pony express what what is even happening yeah which by the way dvd.com go there it's sure. still netflix's dvd by mail sure. it still exists but it feels so outdated now yeah and we well, don't call I, it netflix it, instant streaming it we does, just call it netflix it does feel like a um like a niche service uh, like like closed captioning or 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 you know uh, i don't know it feels like a service you do for people who who can't afford bandwidth uh then netflix earnings came out november uh of of 2011 
And uh, they, their revenue was fine uh, because they had screwed all this up in September, so that didn't quite impact the revenue, but the subscription numbers were falling. Uh, and not only that, the go-go days meant uh, the go-go days ending for Netflix meant that it had stopped spending money on acquisitions. Uh, subscriber numbers are falling. Uh, the stars deal is gone. It doesn't look like they're spending money on acquisition. In fact, Brian, the only thing they seem to be spending money on is this mini series called House of Cards that they're going to run next year if they survive that long. Well, okay, two things. I want to say it was like a $100 million commitment at the time for House of Cards, uh, if I remember correctly. Yep. That was extraordinarily uh, extraordinary and unheard of. Also, uh, technically, before that was Lilyhammer, which was basically something that just ran on Norwegian television that they were all like, yeah, we'll buy that from you, whatever. Yep. Hey, we have a quote-unquote original series now. Yeah. Uh, turned out to be a pretty pretty good investment. Nope, nope. Netflix is done for, folks. Netflix is broken with no fix in sight, analysts say on <laughs> CNET, November 30th, 2011. Oh, my God. We really have. We're doing the same show over and over. This is purgatory. We're gonna. The show will always be the same. It's Groundhog Day. Uh, exactly. Uh, it's only hope, said Deadline, was a possible sale to Verizon. Uh, the shares started soaring again because, hey, Verizon might buy Netflix. That'll save it. They'll infuse it with some money and put it on their phones. Oh, wait. Verizon teamed up with Redbox instead. That Redbox streaming service is probably going to kill Netflix Was now. it Go90? Is that, is that what became no, Go90? No, Red, Redbox was its own streaming service. Yeah, Redbox yeah. Streaming. Redbox oh. Streaming was a Verizon co-produced thing. Go90 so was a separate streaming service that they put on their phones later. And yeah. later, yeah. Wow. Uh, and then I, I believe back at this time period, we were fussing about whether or not it was constitutional or right for them to, uh, uh, what'd you say, zero, zero something? Uh, zero rate. Uh, zero rate. Zero uh, rating, for, for, yeah, for, for, yeah. For bandwidth caps. No, that one's still kicking around, too. Yeah? Yeah, people still complain about that. Yeah, how, how, how feisty are they on it? Pretty feisty in Europe. Yeah, yeah okay. especially. Uh, and India, as a matter of fact. Uh, well, Amazon was going to obliterate Netflix anyway, because the rumors were back then that Amazon... Uh, was going to break out its streaming service. Right now, you got some streaming with your Amazon Prime subscription, but looks like Amazon might just create a Netflix competitor, and they're gonna they're gonna bring them down. Can I? Can I? I I, I kind of think my opinion is unchanged, even eight years later. It's really weird that free delivery is bundled with a top tier original content creation service. And, and what's funny That's is- That's a really weird thing. I read this story and I'm like, but the streaming service was there. Breaking it out was just another way of charging, which they eventually did. Sure. And hasn't really caused waves. Some people do it, but it hasn't hurt their numbers or really gain, like, it's, it is a weird thing. It's still a weird thing. They did the thing that this article talked about and it really didn't change anything. Yeah. It's, uh, and, and uh, again, clearly it's not wrong. I mean, they're the most valuable company on the planet or whatever, but, but it is weird. It is. It's it very is. weird. Now, uh, the other thing that's weird is at the time in October, in the midst of all of this that we're talking about, uh, Netflix started to become popular for watching television shows. Did it, This is a movie service, Brian, this is, but more than half of Netflix streams were about TV shows. Well, that's weird. Well, and keep in mind, that does make sense because if you're going to binge a television show, almost inherently, you're looking at uh, dozens, if not hundreds of episodes, uh, dozens, if not 
hundreds of hours versus just two hours for movies. But also, this was that cultural gestalt moment as we were all gearing up for the end of Breaking Bad. Mm -hmm. Most people did not watch it Mm -hmm. live as it came out on AMC. Instead, they just knew, oh, this is the thing you have to get caught up on. This is the beginning of binge culture at this moment. Yeah, yeah. And and the perspective I want to give to all these is, Every one of these predictions of Netflix's demise looked at what was happening that day and didn't look at potential trends. And what Netflix was seeing inside was "Mm, people are definitely picking up our streaming service faster than they're picking up our DVD service. We need to separate those. That was the right move. They, They bungled the messaging on it, but it was the right move. There was also people are doing TV shows more than they're doing movies, it doesn't matter if we lose stars because we're going to get more TV deals and we're going to start making our own TV shows and that will be content that we won't ever lose. And I remember at the time that the House of Cards thing was signed, I was like, "This is if they can pull this off, it's the most genius thing yet because what you want to do is transfer people from thinking of you as a place to watch other people's content to thinking of you as a place that has premium self-made content. Keep in mind also, we, we were talking about looking forward to that um, that Steve Jobs moment uh, because you and I, it was close enough at the time, you know, 2001 was when they announced the iPod and so on. Uh, that was a time that piracy was rampant and the music industry had its back up against the wall and in walks Steve Jobs says, shut up, everybody calm down, 99 cents a track, 10 bucks an album, get in line. And everybody did. And um, the pain point for video never got quite so far that any one person was able to swoop in and pull that Steve Jobs moment. We well, were and also TV was prepared because they'd seen the music industry have Correct. to do it despite their better judgment. Correct. Because they didn't want to do it, but they realized they had to. So TV was trying everything to not get themselves in that same And, and they successfully pulled yeah. it off. Instead, they balkanized and they made all of these silos where everybody, more more creators own their content. Uh, and, 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 uh, but during that time, there was all of those those uh, ridiculous entanglements with, with Byzantine agreements about who could stream what, where, and all that stuff. So um, I, I don't know. It makes sense at that time that that's how it would go. Alright, let's switch to Hulu. There's some interesting things about Hulu. First First of all, do you remember Hulu was the free service? Hulu Plus was the one you paid for and had the apps on Roku. And we had so many stories. Hulu Plus has come to the Apple TV. Hulu Plus has come to the Roku. Uh, I do not remember those marketing distinctions. Uh, I do remember that in general around this time, just across the board, you were not a fan of Hulu. Oh, yeah. No, I was the guy like, why would I pay for Hulu Plus when I can watch everything on my laptop on Hulu for free. It's unconscionable that they want to make me pay for a service just to watch it on a Roku. I'll plug my laptop into the TV and watch it just fine. By goodness, I will have my my Hulu Plus subscription on pause until they give me a gosh darn reason to pay for it. And and this was also this was and a then pre, I eventually had to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> th- this was a pre Spotify world. We were not uh, and and they did not have an ad free option. And of course, I think we all would have jumped on if it was ad free. Yeah, they, they, at the they, time. they didn't add that to later. You're Correct. Right. Yeah. They just slowly whittled down the the free ad supported version and and made it more compelling by putting things like Saturday Night Live is the one that got me to first break my subscription pause because they had the entire back catalog and I wanted to watch some of those old episodes. Wasn't it Yahoo that that had the whole back catalog for clips. twenty minutes? Yeah, they had clips of okay. Saturday Night Live. In fact, Jenny Josephson, original producer of Daily Tech News Show, her job at Yahoo was organizing the metadata. No kidding. Clips. Yeah. Uh, did you forget there is a Hulu in Japan? Uh, we I always did. talk about Hulu as being only U.S. I mean, I vaguely remember 
an announcement? I, is it still here? Is it, it still is. a thing? Uh, Bryce dug this up. It's owned by Nippon TV. There might be a minority stake from Hulu itself, but they have the license to use the brand and the tech. And in fact, if you go to Hulu.jp, it takes you to what? Happy On? Happy On. Happy On. Uh, so the URL isn't even Hulu, but the branding is Hulu. It still says Hulu, and it's got a bunch of broadcaster, J- Japanese broadcaster stuff there. Hulu is Japanese for happy on. Yeah. Well, and for Nippon TV, this is their streaming service because they can put their original programming into this system. You know, uh, that does make sense because there's a lot of brands that mean one thing in one com- uh, country and then just something totally different elsewhere. You know, we, yeah. uh, like, like uh, uh, even Nintendo uh, uh, here in America, it's never meant anything other than a video game console. But Nintendo was the U.S. playing card company right, of, of right. Japan, basically. Uh, Hulu even tried to go to Europe, but they got laughed out of the negotiations because they wanted a cut of the ad sales. <laughs> and, and Hulu, uh, all the European broadcasters like, no, we, we own ad sales. We, you can buy our shows and put them on your service we'll figure something out there but we're not going to give you a cut of the ad sale how how is hulu doing now in europe is is it it uh... doesn't exist anywhere it 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 basically retrenched into the united states in fact what it did after this all failed uh was it started to try to sell itself remember for a year or two there was who's going to buy hulu hulu was out there marketing like yeah the us three broadcasters that own it we want to sell it to somebody and at one point yahoo uh, was going to buy Hulu. That was going to be the big thing that would say we we, we had Yahoo as one of our headlines. I think. Yeah. The um, uh, uh, oh, doggone it! I, I I had a thought, but I was holding off to be polite. Now I've forgotten it. Uh, I'm old now. Um, the uh, uh, yeah, it'll come. Yahoo, Hulu, yeah. Hulu in Europe. No, that's those uh, are the stories. Hulu. Those are fun to say. Hulu's uh, doubt. Uh, so really, the the Hulu has been in a holding pattern of. Really, we want to sell it so somebody can change it. We want to expand internationally, but we can't. This is what I wanted to say. Uh, longtime viewers, of course, heard this for uh, forever. But I wonder how many people even remember that very clearly Hulu was built to fail from the moment it got started. It was built to be a thumb-nosing, eye-rolling answer to YouTube because the statement of all the broadcast networks is, YouTube is crushing us. They are pirating everything. Uh, if there was a competitor, or it's, their position was uh, who, uh, YouTube should not exist because everything is pirated. Uh, there's not even an alternative. And then somebody's like, well, why don't you make an alternative? They're like, okay, fine. We'll make an alternative. And they made Hulu, which is uh, 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 the word for uh, the plumage on a on a, a peacock because NBC was a primary investor. Uh, and uh, and then they they did it. And much to their chagrin, they uh, they got springtime for Hitler. Uh, uh, yeah. It, it started to work. Well, but also at the time, it was replacing all of the channels having their own online just web page with with uh, with with shows and trying to sell ads on each channel it did right? it did uh, it was, it was unifying together, some of that but, stuff yeah but the the main point was to say youtube only exists because people watch pirated versions of our shows we'll give them a better version of that and run youtube out of business well, and what they didn't understand was that isn't what youtube was best at and YouTube is what YouTube is best at, and we see what that is, and it's got its own problems. But Hulu didn't run YouTube out of business. Hulu provided people a thing. They were like, "Oh, this is really good. Yeah, we should use, we should watch this because all the shows are there." It, it was as though their initial statement was, 
Look, it's so obvious that YouTube is cheating because if anybody tried to do it legitimately, it would fail miserably. Watch here. We're going to jump over Snake Canyon. <laughs> Hold uh, my watch, television yeah, contract. Watch us fail miserably. Like, oh, do we make it? Oh, hey, maybe there's something to it. Well, let's drag our feet for five more years and end up in third place. All right. Well, let's get to HBO. Uh, HBO co-president Eric Kessler told a gathering of industry boffins this morning, uh, according to this story, uh, in New York, that there is no chance his company will make shows like True Blood or The Wire available to digital non-subscribers. This is a Kessler weird... is undaunted saying HBO regards cord cutting as a temporary phenomenon that will go away once the larger economy improves. Two years later, Eric Kessler went away on October 2013. HBO now launched October 15th, 2014. One year later. I think we knew, even at the time, that all of that was, was bluff and bluster. I think we knew that HBO derived a significant notoriety from being the most pirated content online, and the only way to be the most pirated content online, which, by the way, is just a backhanded compliment saying your stuff is very popular and everybody loves it. Uh, the only way to get that was to not have a legitimate way to to get that in your hands. So they, I think they intentionally held off as long as they could, towing the company line that, no, this will never happen. And then quietly, they knew. They knew. I, 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 at the time, was saying they have to say this. Right. They know it's not true, but they have to say it because they need to calm down all their cable TV partners. Uh, I do think there is no coincidence that Kessler leaves and a year later we launch HBO Now. I think that's Plepler taking over the reins and saying, listen, Eric, you were great at maintaining those relationships. I think we can be a little riskier and we're going to go do it. But HBO Go launched before HBO, HBO Go was fine. The cable companies didn't mind HBO Go because you had, had to authenticate with the cable. Yeah. yeah. Although it was really weird that time. Uh, I, I don't know if they've since rectified it, but HBO Go used the MLB back end, uh, whereas HBO Now, they used a different one. No, backwards. But the mere fact that you were attaching to a different set of servers based yeah. on one service over the other was very... And, and, and you could feel the difference it's it's like it definitely impacted everything from the closed captioning to the quality of the stream mm -hmm. uh, uh i mean i'm happy with hbo now uh now comma now <laughs> <laughs> but uh but man hbo go is some hot garbage uh, all right uh this is what i found that I, I found really interesting in in diving back to these these old articles did you know that hulu arguably beat netflix to original programming I don't even know that it's arguable because all Netflix did was buy the existing back catalog of Lillehammer. So, so if if Hulu had literally anything, well, it first, wasn't an existing back. It was a new show. What was different about Lillehammer is it wasn't buying a back catalog like it usually did. It was a show that was airing in Norway, and they were putting it on Netflix at the same time and saying it's a co-production. It airs in in Norway on NHK or NHK is Japanese, it airs in Norway on that station, and it airs in Netflix at the same time. Right. Uh, but but they did secure the ability to say uh, Netflix Original. exclusive, yeah, exclusive, yeah. Uh, exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, I swear it was supposed to be here on time. <laughs> the reason we're talking about this is Lilyhammer launched on Netflix February 6th. Battleground launched on Hulu February 14th, a Hulu what was original. Battleground? February 6, 2012 was Lily Hammer. February 14th, 2012 was Battleground. Battleground was like a fictional election series. If yeah, I it was right. a Wisconsin uh, politician running for president, but he was like third in the race. So there wasn't much chance that he was going to win. Almost like a Veep sort of style. Yeah, yeah. To it. That's yeah. wild because like uh, history will never remember that. That's Those crazy. were both in 2012. House of Cards launched February 1st, 2013.
Uh, we also covered on October 10th, 2011, the launch of Ultraviolet, a Ooh. digital locker that lets you buy once, play anywhere, and shedding light on our, our conversation about the closing of Ultraviolet a couple weeks back. Right. This article is written entirely as Ultraviolet lets you buy a Blu-ray and then store it and play it anywhere. Eventually. That is that is the thing, right? Though there are some uh, services that are streaming only that you can do this too. Yeah, the uh, uh, and the people most upset at the closing of Ultraviolet seem to be the people who are like, "Hey, I have Blu-rays that I stored these in, and I'm mad that you told me I'd be able to store and play them everywhere, and now you're going away." And uh, we 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 deconstructed a lot of the the responses that we got by email. But my favorite of all the analogies was somebody said, "Look, yes, you're right." Uh, 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 that that we we could play it anywhere that we could currently play it, but the dream we were buying into was uh, uh, imagine a building being built. We had all the keys to the first seven levels, and yes, we still have the keys to the first seven levels. But this building is going to have seventy five more stories, and we'll never get to access any of those. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, did you know that Blu-ray is struggling? Uh, oh, <laughs> the, you're you're talking about a this week story, no, not, no, not this, some old one. No, right? this is June tenth, twenty eleven. Blu-ray still struggling. Now, was it struggling like against HD DVD or no. against streaming? No, or it, against... It, it had already beat HD DVD. Uh, it only had fifteen percent penetration. Even though it had launched in June of 2006. This would have been back when I was banging the drum of convenience versus fidelity. And I was talking about how, like, uh, yes, it's definitely the superior format. But, you know, what's not great is sitting through that dumb FBI warning, waiting for the thing to spin up. It's it's all about expectations. Everyone was saying, look, you compare these Blu-ray numbers to DVD. When DVD turned five in 2002, uh, DVD players were in 35% of U.S. households. It's it's just not doing what DVD did. Well, exactly. And, and, DVD was much more convenient than VHS. Blu-ray was not much more convenient. Yeah. Well, and also streaming was starting to be more convenient. Correct. My theory was no one will win the, the format war, even if Blu-ray wins the format war, because streaming will be around. But what I didn't expect is that Blu-ray would still be here in 2019. Uh yeah, I guess that is. And a- it's not just like a niche thing. Like you can go into stores and buy Blu-rays. There's enough people, even though it's not as large as DVDs were, there's enough people that they still make them. They still put them out. And is is it still the fact that most movie theaters are equipped with only 2K projectors? And so essentially you're getting Blu-ray. I don't, I don't know if that's true quality. or not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of this uh, article from Harry McCracken uh, uh, that was originally published on Technologizer, he says, Maybe there's still a window for Blu-ray to do okay. Uh, sure. Good job, Harry. You called it. They did. Uh, smart TVs were taking off. Man, I was bearish on smart TVs at the time. I really felt like uh, they were all underpowered. I said, everybody has a game console. Game console has the muscle and the hardware. Game console is going to keep everything looking butter smooth and beautiful. That's what it takes. And I was wrong, 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 wrong. You and Christina Bonington, who wrote this September 8th article on Wired, smart TV space may never take off as predicted. But, but at the time, though, it seemed insane to be able to put enough processing power inside a television and have it be cost effective, especially the idea that, and I think we talked about it at the time, is that the replacement cycles for television, you're looking at five to seven years right. compared to a game console every two or three years. Yeah, I my my take on this was always you'll get a smart TV because they'll all be smart. Correct. It was also my same take on 3D, which ended up failing. 
Because but, but you were right though, about even though everybody most had... TVs had 3D for a while, they en- ended up taking it out because nobody was using it. Whereas smart TVs, the usage has gone up and up and up because yep. people like, oh, it's already in the one remote that I have. Yep. And and the upgrade cycle for watching tele- streaming television is not as rough as the upgrade cycle for a smartphone that has to do millions of other things. That has been maybe one of the biggest, most astonishing plays I've seen in the last nine years is Roku's very deft very uh, sly maneuvering in the smart TV market where it's like they just they've made themselves the de facto standard and uh, their OS is 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 the smart television platform of choice. All right. Before we wrap up this trip down memory lane, I've got just a couple more I want to throw out here. Did you know Dish is in talks uh, to start an Internet TV service? I swear to God, I don't know if this is a this week or, or, or nine years ago headline. November 8, 2011, Dish Network has approached several media companies about the possibility of licensing their TV channels for a pay TV service to be delivered over the Internet. It would go on to be called Sling TV. Wasn't this back in the days when we thought the hopper, the digital hopper package was the biggest news? Uh, it was big news. Yeah. 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 It was big news at addition. And the fact that they got disqualified by because CBS owned CNET wanted to give them a best of CES. And then CBS said, no, we're suing them for patent violations. Oh, they, they actually did award it. And then they took they the were, award they, away. The award was yeah. determined. And then CBS was like, no, you can't do that. Uh, and then CBS, huh? Funnily, CNET lost the Best of CES which, awards, which which is such a bummer because like like uh, there's no clearer way to say these awards are neither fair nor unbiased. Listen, I worked for Tech TV when they did Best of CES. I worked for CNET when they did Best of CES. But when it got when they gave it to Engadget, I was like, I can't keep following it around. So I didn't go work for Engadget. Oh, okay. The end of <laughs> I, I get it now. <laughs> uh, by the summer of 2012. The majority of televisions that you see in stores will have Google TV embedded in them. So said Eric Schmidt of Google. Wait, he that was, was, that was a one-year pred- prediction? In December of 2011, he said, by next summer, all the majority of TVs you see on the shelves are going to have this Google TV thing in them. And this is before, like, I almost would believe that if it was viewed through the lens of the Chromecast, because that's such an this affordably... This before the Chromecast. I know, right? That, that's the part <laughs> yeah. that breaks me. This is back when it was like a $200 plus piece of hardware uh, running on Android. Wow! Uh, they changed the name of like a million times, too. Yeah, no kidding. It was Android TV after that, and yeah. It was Chrome, Google Home at one point? Google Home, right, yeah. right. Uh, seven years ago, analysts were arguing against the 90-day theater exclusive window. <laughs> Well, thank goodness they resolved that, right? A quote from Greenfield says, the reality is most people who are planning to go out to the movies would still go. Yeah, I still think that's right. Um, I don't know. I, 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 where are you at right now on windowing? We, we haven't argued about this in a long time. I, I still think day and date releases will not undermine the... the I, I agree with Greenfield from 2011 I, or 2012. I, I don't think it will undermine the market enough to make that much of a difference it might spark more movie going as we've seen a lot of people wanted to see roma in the big on the big screen because they sampled it on netflix and i i don't know if that's enough to save theaters but i don't think theaters are going to stay in business with the 90-day window right or without so the the problems aren't the 90-day window i can't speak to the financial side of things but i definitely can speak to the artistic side of things we have seen a no decrease in it is a flight to quality the likes of which we've never seen before and that's thanks to all of the streaming opportunities that people have Uh, and then the last thing is uh 2012 was the first ever super bowl live stream 
Uh, oh, this is, if I remember correctly, we were grousing about the fact that all the online ads, it was like the same ad over and over again. Yeah, they, they would run it the six Super Bowl times ads. in a row. Yeah. yeah it's like, uh, what's the point? Uh, they fixed that, I think, the very next year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that was the big complaint. So there you go. Uh, it, it's it's cool perspective to look back on the not only some of the news items that are the same, but some of the processes of critiquing announcements haven't changed and people still predict demises that may not be demises uh and and some of the stuff that just isn't even a problem anymore. i wonder how much of it is just an artifact of uh any kind of news reporting you have a random noise generator of of you know actual news and then you have to have a take and so you know that what generates either newspaper sales or people to tune in at 11 or people to click is to predict dire consequences yeah yeah so uh, and i think there's something on the analyst side of that too where uh, the folks want to give the good money for the analyst report that tells them what they think is true. Right. Right? Like, yeah. I'm not going to pay for the analyst that tells me Netflix is a good buy right now because it's not. Look at them. Right. But the analyst who's like, here's why they're doomed. Like, uh, yes, give me that. Everybody wants to hear somebody shout, even a blind man could see. Yeah, except the blind man who's like, that's just not funny. Yeah. Will you well, stop that? I mean, unless secretly he's blind and the one saying it. I'm describing oh, the plot of Black House by Stephen King. Spoiler. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's like a first chapter spoiler, but, but I knew you'd read. <laughs> That's great. Uh, well, any any thoughts now that we've we've traveled down memory lane? Uh, number one, we need OpenAI to just massage a few of the names, and we could just run old episodes forever <laughs> and ever yeah. and ever. Yeah, because apparently very little changes. Little find and replace here and there, and and we'd be good. Yeah, but but it is fun to go back and figure out which things our gut instincts were correct about, and, yeah. and which we were way far off on. The one I'm most proud about was taking the position that Netflix was going to be fine, and that original content would save it. Because those have both true, proved to be true. However, uh, we should acknowledge that there's probably a decent chance that there's um, benefit of hindsight bias on that because we only. Oh, I was like, saying that. I was saying that at the moment. You did, and it happened to be right. But oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Let us acknowledge it was a big gamble for them to take. And oh, they sure, happened sure. To secure the right talent. No, I'm just. And it very much could have gone a different way just by pure luck. I'm not going to bring up how wrong I was about Hulu, Brian. I'm going to bring up how right I was about Netflix. Come on. Fair enough. That's okay. Right. Same page. We're on the same page. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, well, we we pre-recorded this episode uh, for those of you who are getting it on Monday because we were going to be in the same room together and we want to take advantage of that. And I'm going to be traveling on Monday, so. I hope you enjoyed this. It was fun for us. Uh, our website is cordkillers.com. Our email address is cordkillers at gmail.com. We're live on twitch.tv slash nightattack, which is also carried on diamondclub.tv, usually on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Yeah. Next time you hear from us, hopefully we'll have opinions about Captain Marvel because we're about to go see that. Yes, indeed. Hey, guys. Brian and Tom here, and it's just the same old message at the end of the credits, just like always. That's right, Brian. Nothing new here except your name showing up. Oh my gosh! Because I've you got a just name. supported us on Patreon. Yeah, all those five dollar donors. Look at that. That's your name in pixels. We're gonna make you famous, kid. Put your There's name in pixels on the internet. Classic names in there. But some of you are new. Some of you aren't there. It's sad. What can they do, Brian? I mean, they could go to patreon.com slash cord killers and pledge five dollars an episode to be one of these amazing people, like this the one. Amazing. Oh, look at look at that name right there. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>